Hey! Hey you, welcome to Bonus Barrel. Sean. Shelby. And Seiji. Rob and his S's. Rob and a bunch of S-holes. All together. The three S's, they call you guys. Nobody calls us that. The Sometimes people call you call you guys. Some Sometimes they do call us that, yes. <laughs> hey, uh, episode 200. That's the one we're on right now. Yeah. Right? Yep. Congratulations to us. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations to you. Because it's actually 200 episodes for you. <laughs> 200 main canon episodes, of course. The spinoff episodes are, you know, they're like the, uh, what? what's the successful series? Not that we're that. What's the successful series that had a spinoff? The heads had spinoffs. A Big Bang. You guys are the uh, the Sheldon, the little Sheldon show, right? That's that's a thing, isn't it? I would have, I would have said Frasier uh, with regards to Cheers. <laughs> no, that's not right. That's not right. Because Frasier it won, was better it won Emmys. Yeah. Oh well, that's what that. So that is right then, because yeah, that's the, wrong. This, and it's, it, I'm trying to, to play you guys down in order uh, to elevate myself. You, sir, have clearly not listened to any of the latest Great bonus here. bonus barrels. No, <laughs> I haven't listened to any, <laughs> anything lately. <laughs> I'm behind in Game Buzz too. A little plug for my my friend's uh, podcast. Oh, what's what's Game Buzz? I hear it's uh, doing really well too. Actually, uh, yeah, Game Buzz is, is too. Uh, people here's how i remember it okay it's two people who live in a basement um they may or may not be together i'm not sure talking about games or something they're really close and uh yeah i guess they just bitch about games game news that sound right that yeah i mean that sounds yeah that sounds like a show i would definitely want to listen to and wouldn't <laughs> want to miss an episode <laughs> all right all right all right all right look we're we're on bb 200 200 episodes, 200 main uh, canon episodes. So I have two things. My first question is, how, how do you guys feel about that? Shelby, you've so, been on hiatus for a while. How do you feel? 200, 200 apps. Um, you know, uh, please, nobody nobody be like, oh, my God. It, it, it's oh my it's God. nice, but like, I don't know. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> she don't know. <laughs> my cats are running around fighting. They're so excited. Uh, I mean, Sean, you've been here since the beginning. Uh, how do how do you feel since the beginning of what? Like, like uh, listening? I've been listening since the beginning. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> you just been around. <laughs> I'm just excited around. to be. I'm excited to be on an episode with Shelby because I was sort of like the the Shelby uh, substitute um, when uh, when she needed to take a little a break there. Yeah. So for her to be back on an episode and I got to actually show up on the episode two and I wasn't immediately told. No, no, no. We we've got oh, Shelby I, back. You're good. I don't plan to. I don't plan to fire you just because Shelby comes back. Or even if she does come back, I don't. You you can still you can still stay on the oh. show. I don't care. Well, thank you very much. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, that, then you're just in, didn't you're just in a replacement for Left until he comes back. And That's then right, and yeah. then if he comes back, you're just a replacement until Marshall until he comes. Back. <laughs> so it's exciting. Two hundred episodes is a big deal. You uh, your podcast was what got my brother through my first deployment. When I deployed in 2016, we both listened to GT Time. We're huge fans of Kyle Bossman and Brandon Jones. Great and, guys. Um, fantastic guys. 
And when the GT time shut down, game trailers was closed, like without notice. You know, it's there was this this gap in Mark's life and he had nothing to listen to, no one to talk to because I was overseas. And on the recommendation of Dean Lasagna at mm-hmm. round underscore two underscore gaming on yep. Twitter, Mark checked out a little podcast called Bonus Barrel. It was it's made still a little on you. Yeah, it was made on the same coast, the right coast of Canada. And uh <laughs> <laughs> geographically and know. as incorrect <laughs> and uh mark put it on and you guys became his replacement for gt time so you rob became his surrogate kyle bossman you know dream. so that's crazy sagey that's was his daniel one. bloodworth oh and yeah shelby wasn't there yet so yeah. yeah no no but when shelby came in it was just it was like i can't remember a time when shelby wasn't on the show fair like i know she hasn't always been there i i, I do remember that she was an addition I think somewhere around a hundred. No, before that, Shelby's technically been on the show numerically longer than uh, she's not been because she started oh, in the nice. late eighties. Late nice. Yeah. It's the boob, the boob icon episode with yeah. uh, uh, Tokyo Mirage, his character. Um, back when I used to try with the thumbnails. Yeah, you don't do that anymore. No, no one cares about those except for like people care. Well, they used to care. No, I don't think they ever cared. You'll notice our numbers are way down since the thumbnail change. I mean, that's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Feiji, how do you feel, buddy? 200. Really good. Perfect. You guys know that I'm really big onto like data and milestones and stuff like that. (laughs) Yes, you are. I I do see the schedule on a daily basis. I do stuff in there, take stats and all that. uh, Episode 200, uh, I've been preparing for it for a long, long time. I did a lot of work for it and... um, because I was excited for it even before it it, it got here. So, yeah, I'm really <laughs> excited, really happy. Big milestone. So, yeah. All right. So before we get into what we're doing for this episode, I have an, a bonus thing that I definitely was preparing for for a long time and didn't just Google it right now. Um, I found this article from express.co.uk. It's, <laughs> it's top 10 facts about the number 200. Excellent. Right? So the article starts off, written by a William Hart- Hartston. Today is the 200th day of 2016, so to celebrate, let's have some fact of the number 200. All right, fact number one. 200 years ago, 1816 was, one, was known as the year without a summer, so-called because of global cooling caused by the eruption of Mount Tambora in Indonesia. Pretty cool fact. In 1927, Henry Seagrave became the first person to drive a car over a kilometer uh, over a kilometer course at an average speed greater than 200 miles per hour. Whew! In 2014, Mike Newman, 52, became the first blind man to drive a car at a speed over 200 miles per hour. He was guided by a navigator over Radio Link. That's actually really, that's really cool. Miles per uh, hour is very fast. Like, very, very, very fast. Yeah, by human means, it's very fast. Well, no, it's just think about, like, kilometers versus miles. A uh, kilometer is faster or, or no, sorry, slower. slower. Slower, way slower. Yeah. yeah. According to Belfast Zoo, there are only 200 giant anteaters living in zoos around the world. We need to get more giant anteaters going. Uh, there are only about 200 white tigers in the world. That's just sad. And they have pictures of white tigers in this article. In the year 200 AD, Clement of Alexandria denounced the use of musical instruments to accompany the human voices in Christian churches. There you go. 2000 BC, the building of the Great Wall of China was begun. 200 BC, sorry, that would not make sense. The 200th episode of South Park, which was transmitted in two in 2010, was titled 200. 
Each side of the main square in Krakow, Poland is 200 meters long. And not counting the numbers of the 10 items, a set of odd facts has exactly 200 words. And also, bonus barrel is at 200 episodes. That was definitely at the end. There we go. 200, 200, 200 great uh, things about 200. I nope. loved it. <laughs> bunch of facts about 200 so what are we doing for for bb 200 we we already glorified ourselves we had a dumb uh joke by me that's gotta have that for your bb bingo and uh now it's 200 episodes so what are we gonna what are we gonna do we're gonna talk how are we gonna how are we gonna up how are we gonna top 100 sagey well i had so much fun in episode 100 that mm -hmm. i think we, we we agreed on that that it was fun yeah that it was great. a big thing for us and it's a good way to celebrate 100 episodes and I think that a lot has happened since the last list. What was it? Like two years ago? I don't remember. I think it was like three um, years ago. Three years ago. So, right? <laughs> so that's a lot. A lot of games have, yeah, have been ago. played. And a lot of good games have have been released. And, you know, we decided to update that list. And we did. And we new did. New list, new people. We uh, Unfortunately, Left's not here, but his contribution to the list is still there. So this list is coming from five of us. As opposed to four of us. That's right. And apparently five <laughs> makes a big difference when it comes to uh, however you, your your wizard stuff works for this uh, this uh, script. It does. It does. Yeah. Um, big old difference. Yeah. You want me to go over the new rules? Yes. All right. So it works almost the same as last time. But instead of four participants, now we have five with P1 included. So now we have five different lists. Um. There's a scoring system that has four parts. The first part is each one of us makes a list of up to 100 games. And then for each one of those lists, the number one game gets 100 points. Then number two gets 99 points. Number three gets 98 and so and so down the list until game 100 gets the one point. So that means that the higher a game is in each individual list, it gets more points. And that is the first part of the scoring system. The second part, um, we have a script that can automatically compile each one of those five lists into one giant list. The script then checks if a game is in more than one list and adds some additional points, which we call consensus points. I'll give an example. Say Rob places Tetris in his list at number one, and P1 also puts Tetris on his list, but at number 50. The script then detects that Tetris is in both lists, adds both scores, which is 100 points from Rob's number one placement and 50 points from P1's number 50 placement for a total of 150. And because there was consensus, then an additional 25 points is added to Tetris for a grand total of 175. For every repeat appearance, 25 points are added so the max amount of consensus points for any game is 100 points, which means that all five participants put a certain game in their list. And that's it for the second part, which is the consensus part. Next, each participant has 100 points that he or she can manually distribute on any game or games, and we call those BB points. Some of us use BB points to get games into the top 100, and others use it to super boost some games. So there's no rules on how to use those BB points. After that, then comes what we call the politics phase of the game. 
where we run and rerun the script to generate the list, review, change placements, add and remove BB points, and even some of us negotiated some sketchy deals. And this goes on until we all sign off on the final top 100 list. And then finally, and this is what's different from last time, we wanted to avoid having a top 10 that was the same as last time. So if any of our top 10 games from our previous list from three years ago happened to land on the top 10 again, then that game would be promoted to the Bonus Barrel Hall of Fame. And that means that it gets removed from this year's list and then everything else gets bumped up. So I don't know if that's super clear. Oh, it's clear. We can go over that. So I don't know if we should start with the Hall of Fame games. Yeah, let's get them out of the way. So here's what we can do, because it's going to be a big list. We'll go through as many as we can uh, in one episode. Um, if, if it made the list before, then we will just mention what place it was and if it dropped or went up. And we won't talk too, too much about the game, because obviously it's been on the list in 100, uh, unless you have something like particularly, you know, like you want to mention it. And uh, new stuff we could, you know, spend a minute or so on. But yeah, why don't we go through the, the the five that made it? They're they're the great they're great games, and we love them. And and they're they we just of course they're going to still be in the list. So number five in the Hall of Fame is Mario Kart Eight. Oh. And that that was <laughs> like I'm acting like oh that was on uh, uh, mine lefts and Seiji's list. And uh, yeah, do you, have, you guys give a shit about Mario Kart 8? I enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's better on Switch, I think. I haven't played it on Switch. I have considered getting it, but I had it on the Wii U with all of the DLC, mm-hmm. and I can't justify another $60 on that. Or 80 I guess it's probably still full Fair. price. Yeah, it never, it's Nintendo. Don't uh, all right, let's just move through these. Number four, Minecraft. That was on uh, Seiji Lefts and Shelby's list. Was that Seiji who made that little cheer? Was that uh... Shelby? Definitely (laughs) Seiji. You're you're right. It was Seiji. I felt it. I felt that. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, Super Mario World. Fucking fantastic game. Now, actually, that went. That was number one in uh, last year's list, right? It was. That was a number one game. Fucking fantastic game. But only number three on the Hall of Fame. I guess the the uh, arrival of of P one is where some of the skew started. Yes, because this is yeah. even on P one's list, which is heartbreaking. No, my no, number four have, though. I don't think I have any Mario games on my list. <laughs> uh, all right, and number two is Final Fantasy VII. Number one Woo! on my list. Still. Woo! Thanks to number. Thanks to P one popping that up to twelve in his list, and I, I didn't even have to put in as many BB points. As I always had to, I don't think I had to put any in. So uh, thanks to to P one. You, you should actually thank Square Enix and Nintendo because they did a re-release of it, of it on the Switch this year, and I played through it a couple of months ago and enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. Uh, I expected the the janky I'm, graphics to really yeah. be a turn off, but it was a turn on though. No, it didn't. No, it definitely wasn't a turn on, but it didn't bother me <laughs> as much as I thought it would, and I, I really enjoyed playing through it. So I love, I love Cloud's uh, squat animation. His little, his little squat. It's thrust. a good time. He does it so many times in that game. It's amazing. It's like a safety blanket. I, I really hope he does it as many times in the remake as he did in that game. 
original. And number one, Legend of Zelda, a link between worlds, not to the past, because this game is better than its, uh, its prequel, in everybody's opinion, apparently. But also, a link to the past wasn't in the top 10 before. So. No, it wasn't. That's true. Uh, I don't think I, I do really enjoy a link between worlds, and it is a game that I would play again and again, mm. but that is only because it is so reminiscent of a link to the past so actually there's some interesting things in numbers i think we'll we'll come back to a link between worlds at a certain point uh okay. a little bit but yeah i agree uh i like the original one more but the mechanics of the of this one is, are so good the whole like this thing i thought i would hate the most was was a lot of fun wall hopping and becoming a dumb looking painting can I just jump in and say something before? So uh, these Hall of Famers games, uh, they used to be in reverse order, I guess. Um, oh. They used to be number four, five, one, ten, and three okay. in our old list. And some of them, they didn't place exactly within the new top ten, but because yeah, each, each game that gets in the Hall of Fame, it gets removed from the list. Everything else is bumped up. So, yeah. for example, Mario Kart 8 ended up originally in number 15, but after you removed the, the, the previous Hall of Famers ended up in the top 10 again, so it got removed. So, yeah, I, I, I just <laughs> oh. wanted to mention that. Um, nice. Yeah. It exploited the system to get itself into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, so for, for disclaimer, I wanted, for when it was me, I just wanted to take the top 10 from the Hall of Fame that we had last year, just remove them from the list entirely. But uh, I'm happy with this compromise. This is good. Yeah, we'll see. There, there is some accidents in, in numbers. It's pretty interesting. We have a lot of data on these games. Um, before we start with the top 100, I guess, uh, I just want to say that we ended up with 417 games uh, with, between the five of us. Uh, from okay. those, 117 are new games, which represents 28%. And I'm just talking about, not, not, not talking about the games in the top 100, I'm talking yeah. about 117 the new games rest. in total from the 417. So that, that leaves us with 300 repeat games from previous lists and uh, 79 games were dropped. These are games that were in the top 100 list before and now they're not even in the list anymore. So that's Great. all. I think that's, that's significant. Yeah. Yeah. And within the top 100, uh, I guess I'll mention that when we get closer to number one. Okay. Just to not give any hints. So, Sage, you'll be starting the new 100 off. Yes. So, are we starting? <laughs> Let's do it because we don't have a, a, a billion years. Yes, and I we don't. really doubt it will be done in one episode, but let's see what we can do. So go ahead. So in the last three years, since the last time we did this exercise, I got really fond of one franchise, and I think it is my new favorite franchise of all time. That's awesome. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, that is the Ace Attorney franchise, and I want to include this game, and I fought really, I fought really hard to get this game in there because it is yeah. my favorite game in in the whole franchise. I think and it's number one hundred, so it was like hard to get into this list. It was really hard. It was uh, number twenty-five on my list, so it got to have it had to be re really, really high. And also, I added like twenty-two points of my points. And this game 
Its name is it's in Japanese, but I guess it gets commonly translated to the Great Ace Attorney. This is a game that um, it's one of the newest games in the franchise and, and I think the Ace Attorney franchise gets better with time now that I've played uh, uh, most of the games except for, for one. Um, and I wanted to include this because it's really, really good. I want to bring attention to it. There is an unofficial translation that is really, really good. Um, but even if you know people decide not to play it, I just want to point to this game because it's really, really good. And I really, really like it. It is a little bit of a spin-off. Mm. Um, but mechanically wise and, and spirit wise, I think it's a true Ace Attorney game. You won't get any objections from me. All right, so number 99. Sin and Punishment Star Successor. It's back, baby! had to work, I had to fight every time to get this in the list. I stand by it. It's a great game. Everyone should play it. It's like $20 at Walmart still. Uh, I love it. I played it on the Wii. You can play it on your Wii U. Uh, I hope it gets ported to other things. I love it. Uh, and, I, and I talked about it many, many times, so I really don't need to go into it again, but you should all you should definitely play it. Number 98. It's another one of my games. It's Paper Mario, and it's it's a repeat game. Of course, it was uh, it was number thirty eight before, so now it dropped <laughs> like more than sixty places. Um, <laughs> number twenty seven on my list, and also twenty five extra points from from me. Yeah, from you gotta get that my up baby there. points, and I wanted this game in because it is my favorite RPG. So you know, it's there. People know it, people love it, I love it, so it's there. And the next game is also... So, just <laughs> get accustomed to my voice a little bit, because uh, the, next, the next few games are, are my games. Number 97. Super Mario 3D World. And I was really surprised, because this game was number 20 was number 20 in the in the previous list so it dropped a lot of places now it's yeah. now it's near yeah. the bottom and it's only on my list now it's number 22 on my list so it didn't change too much from my list but it disappeared it from <laughs> from the other from the others list um i put 20 of my points so i've already spent like most of my points already just to put all of these games in um but super mario 3d world is amazing so i don't know i i i, I couldn't uh, I couldn't bear it, you know, that it was out of the top 100. I think it was in mine, too. And if I removed it, it's probably because of all the other Mario games in my list. And although I think 3D Mario 3D World is a really great game, and mechanically it, it holds up a lot, uh, I don't know, man. I just I think I have a lot of fondness for the older Mario games more, so I, I unfortunately didn't have it in, in my list. So it's probably partially my fault that you fight so hard for it. But thank you for fighting so hard for it. I can't believe you dropped that from your list and you kept your number 73. Oh, my number 73 was, so we'll get there. All right, so number 96 is Papers, Please. I really wanted this game in the list because I was very impressed with this game thematically, mechanically, 
Um, it's, it's, it's a game that reflects a lot of what I think a good game is. It is number eight in my personal list, so it's one of my top 10 now. It was surprising to me when I was doing all this deliberation, and I also put six additional points. There's a whole episode where we talk about this game, and, you know, I love it. Number 95. It's Plants vs. Zombies. It's a repeat game. It was number 87 before, so it didn't drop too much. It's number 7 in my list. Additionally, put 5 more points. And that's, I guess, it reflects how much I love this little puzzle game. I love puzzle games. So I just wanted this game in the list because, you know, because I wanted it. <laughs> yeah, no way. Number 94. Monster Hunter World. <laughs> Left number two. I played the demo. Did anybody else play the demo? <laughs> uh, this is the newest one, right? On PS4? Yeah. yeah. You could run around in the environment. Uh, you, you hunt monsters. They look great. I always feel bad playing this game. Uh, I know, people I know love Steven it. Eider loves this game. And so does Casey DeFreitas, um, massive Monster Hunter fan. Yeah, so, you know, we can't do it justice, but Left should have been here to talk about it. an update that came out for it recently, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, Ice ice Fang, Ice... Yeah, ice Icicle. Born. Ice... Ice... Icicle. <laughs> Number 93. Call of Justice, Ace Attorney, uh, which here, um, I think we talked about this before, but uh, for some odd reason, it always gets treated as a spinoff or like just like another game in the timeline, but it's actually like the fourth game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so instead of Phoenix, you follow Apollo and doing his cases and stuff. And I think they're like, it is one of my, I don't think it's the best Ace Attorney game, but it is probably... Like, if I have two lists, it's definitely, like, towards the top of, like, favorites. Nice. Um, but towards the lower end of the best. Anyway. I understand. I understand. Um, I'll do well. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It had to be included in this list. I really like the secondary characters that get introduced. Like, I really like Emma, and I really like uh, Trucy and uh, Clavier. Even though a lot of people hate him as a prosecutor. <laughs> but, uh, and sometimes he is quite annoying. But it's just, I don't know. It's just, like, one of those... Uh, love to hate kind of people and they grow on you eventually kind of like edgeworth uh, there's no go dot right uh nope he's no go dot <laughs> i would i would definitely put if i had to list out my prosecutors uh he yeah would definitely be below go dot <laughs> anyway uh sage you with your number 93 right i love them maze attorney games <laughs> yes this is no, no exception all right number 92 Shin Megami Tensei Persona 4, number 17 on my list, um, with some 15 BB points. I had to make sure it's in there. Jordan loves this game too, so I had to make I had to fight to make sure it was in there for Jordan's sake. 
uh yeah i love this game and i still love it i still listen to the music regularly i it's a really great jrpg uh, awesome persona game and uh has a fuck ton of spinoffs so you know you can keep playing it when you're done if you want to number 91 one of my favorite games number seven in my list uh it dropped 16 points well now it's it's at it's at number 91 like i said katamari forever i love i love katamari games they are amazing uh i think i have a few on my list actually but I had to make sure at least one got in here. So, yeah, those Katamari games, man. I, I love them. I want more of them. I've rebought it on my Switch twice, technically. And, uh, yeah. And Oh, and I gave it five BB points to make sure that it didn't fall off the bottom of the list. You're going to notice a little bit of a trend here. I think the difference in strategies, me and Rob specifically, we fought a lot on getting games in the top 100. Yeah. Towards the bottom end, it's it's kind of heavy on <laughs> on games that we like. Number ninety, Pikmin Three is a game that I love. I have a lot of very good memories playing it with my wife. I love the multiplayer in this. I love the environment, how it makes me feel. It's an RTS. It's really pretty. It makes me feel like peaceful inside but also has this a little bit of a twitchy nature. It's a very unique game and I really recommend it. It's number six in my list. Number 89. Cape Story. a lot before i do love it number three in my list you know when i first started talking about cave story in the show and i started recommending it for everyone and it seems like maybe it's a it's it's a game that i don't see objectively because a lot of people don't like it or don't feel like it's really good and that's fine no i'm i'm, I'm good with it it's one of my top favorite games and i will always fight for it because i love it and one day i'll find <laughs> some other people that also thinks something similar to my thoughts, but anyway, it's your it's your version of uh, Sit and Punishment, I guess. Get a key I like Cave Story, by the way. I I haven't played it through fully uh, in the 2D version though, but I thought Cave Story was a good game. I just didn't. It's not my my top or anything, but mm -hmm. I like it. I can see why you like it a lot. It has great music. Number 88 on the list, and number one on Left's list. Darkest Dungeon. Uh, Darkest Dungeon is a lot of fun. I actually played it on my deployment while I was overseas uh, on my Nintendo Switch, and I did enjoy it. Um, I didn't like it to the point that I would put it in my top 100 games of all time, but it's sort of a Lovecraftian-style uh, RPG that is very punishingly difficult. So, Although I didn't find it as difficult as people do because I was super careful with it, and I just sort of, like, I would go very slowly and pick my way at it, and Mm. I found it to be easy that way. I guess if you push forward and you rush, then it is more difficult, but I just try not to be reckless. But anyway, great choice by Lef. Um, 
And I'd love to hear him talk more about it because he always has uh, really uh, interesting insights in games. He's definitely mentioned it. I know that he had a lot of the BB crew as people and they kept dying or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did the similar thing. I, uh, I named my people after friends and nobody would die for me because, like I said, I was I would do a dungeon and then those people would not do the next dungeon. And it, would, it was taking me probably four times as long to progress through the game as as everyone else. But I kept my You're friends alive. Damn it. Sacrifice. Uh, That's right. That's yeah. right. Objection! So 87 in the list. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Justice for All is the second game in the original trilogy, I guess. It's 51 really? on my list, and it's uh, 76 in Sage's list. Um, I like the prosecutor a lot in it, like the main prosecutor, but yeah, she just kind of doesn't appear again in the main series. I know she makes appearances in, uh, I think, both of the Edgeworth games, if I'm not mistaken. It's an underrated game. It's one of the games that people look really down on it from the original trilogy, I guess. Because the first one is like the classic one. The third one is usually deemed as being really, really good. One of the best in the series. And then, you know, the second one has some cases that are, that are what they are. But it has one of my favorite cases of all time. It's a really good game. Um, yeah, some of the themes in there, you know, are questionable. But they're fun. It's all fun. It, it fits within the series. So I love it. Classic Ace Attorney. <laughs> Fucking circus. <laughs> I hate that clown. So number 86. Xenoblade Chronicles X, the uh, I guess the black sheet of the last three Xenoblade Chronicles game, mostly because Xenoblade Chronicles and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is the, least, the most recent one. Uh, X is kind of its own thing, but uh, it was in our list last time. What number was it? 96? It went up the list. <laughs> Doing better. Uh, because, because I gave it some BB points. Anyways, I love this game. I've talked about it a billion times. I think there's an episode early in the series called Xenoblade Chronicles X. It's awesome. Uh, and it is. So, number 85. Uh like Seiji, I took to a franchise that I had not played much of and then became obsessed with, and that's the Metroid franchise. And number 85 is Metroid Fusion, number nine on my list, probably my favorite Metroid game I've played so far. Uh, I love this game, man. It is tight. It's like everything... All the, it's like all the 2D Metroids before it, but like, I don't know, polished and there's more to it and it has a meteor story and it's some really fun, uh, like different types of segments where you're not playing just uh, as a suited Samus. Sometimes you have to play her as zero suit and um, man, it's a fun game. Really, really cool. A lot. Oh, I love that game. And uh, I'm surprised it's not more people's list because it is really good. And it, yeah. it definitely could have been on mine. I uh, had had you at any point said, hey, where's Metroid Fusion? I would have added it. I wish I would have done that then. That's a fucking great game. Uh, Number 84. Is Yakuza 0. Number 8 in my list. That's the first Yakuza game I've ever played. 
Uh, I've since only played Yakuza 1, Kiwami, but I've been buying all the other ones, and I'm, I am going to keep playing through them. Uh, I have a man crush on uh, Kiryu, and yeah, the game is great. And uh, Megan, my partner, watched me play the entire game. As a matter of fact, she always wants to watch me as I play these games because she loves all the characters and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's so it's so great. And um, I know I've talked about this before, so yeah, there you go. Number eighty-three. Project Cross Zone 2. Oh, my number 73. Uh, and left number 61 with four BB points. It's dropped a bunch of spaces. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I love this game, man. I love like uh, SRPGs. And I love huge gratuitous crossovers, which is exactly what this is. Uh, it had a shop in this game, which is all left and I wanted. <laughs> a shop and more gear to equip and lots and lots and lots of characters. And it just introduced me to other franchises. And uh, I mean... Phoenix writes in it and Maya. That's pretty cool. <laughs> they're 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 a unit, and uh, Kiryu and uh, Pro are uh, another another unit. So many great characters in this. It's, uh, it's great. Number eighty-two. The wonderful one hundred and one. Uh, a, a game that I know, I know Shelby would love the shit out of if she replaced it. And, it's a fantastic uh, game. It, why is it in your list? Uh, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. The final boss was a bit of a frustration, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I really, really enjoyed it. Actually, it's one of I, it's the game that I most want ported to Switch. Me too, man. I keep bringing it up. I really want it there. Uh, and I, when I played this game, it was before I got super, super into Super Sentai. Uh, I think my brain would explode playing this game now. And it's basically just a love letter to Toku Satsuyu uh, type of, of uh, shows and stuff. So very Super Sentai or Power Rangers. Uh, I like how and, they, they yeah. turned the uh, the beat-em-up genre on its head. And instead of being one guy fighting hordes of enemies, <laughs> you are hordes of good guys fighting yeah. one giant enemy in most cases. So so well done. Yeah. If I had, you're right. This has been on my list. You should have said something. Man, I'm gonna, next, next time we do this, BB300... <laughs> I'm going to campaign a lot harder for games, apparently, because people just forget they exist. Uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't forget it existed, but I just I was like, uh, nobody else is going to put this on there. I'm not going to waste a, a space on this. Oh, I'll waste a space, man. I'll fight for those those games no one cared about. To me, it's more important to get games that people don't talk about as much in these lists. Just like the next one. Number 81 and number 10 in my heart. Cargo Man! Woo! I love this game. And uh, it was probably our most listened to episode because we had Kyle Bossman on that one. <laughs> so we get the Bossman bump. Uh, Terror Man is great. Listen to that episode and you'll see why. Or you won't. But uh, I love this game and I have a lot of fond memories of it. And I've talked about it many, 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 many times. Number 80. Donkey Kong Country 2 did his conquest. And you know, growing up, and even not so long ago, I thought like the Donkey Kong Country series was a bigger deal than I feel 
it is because not a lot of people mention these games too much and I'm really surprised and, and I have had to, <laughs> to fight so hard to keep any Donkey Kong Country, you know, presence in this list and this one is my personal favorite is one of the best platformer games in my opinion I really like the art and the feel of it I think it's really unique and it plays wonderfully so yeah I just wanted to to have this game in the list but also like I just want to say that I was kind of surprised you're shaming us you're shaming us right now yeah. by not having more donkey if anything I'm shaming myself maybe from liking this game so much it's such bad taste the title from this game frustrates me more than any other title in gaming history because so many people say Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Diddy Kong's Quest, and it's not. It's Diddy's Conquest. It's a play on the word oh Conquest. God, right. I had no idea. For the yeah. longest time, uh, so, I thought it was... No, I never thought about it, actually, but I would have assumed... Yeah, so it's, it's Diddy's Conquest. So it's playing Diddy on Kong's the word Conquest. Conquest. Yeah, yeah, it's not... It's not Diddy Kong's quest, and it drives me nuts with people. I mean, obviously, Shit. that's a ridiculous thing to be upset about. I, no, I get great. that. I'm neurotic, but it bothers me. <laughs> Thank you very much for mentioning that. Now, I like it even more. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. All right. Jeez. Number uh, 79. Beautiful Joe, which is Woo. 51 in my list and 74 in P1. Woo! We got, we got to work together, uh, Sean. Feel good? Beautiful Joe appears in Wonderful 101, and this is a... Is he really? Like, even the... Yeah, he is. He's in it. And um, the character sprites in Wonderful 101 are the same as Beautiful Joe. Obviously, it's done... So, Beautiful Joe was done by Capcom's um, yep. team. They had a name. Clover? I can't remember what it was. Clover, that's it. Clover Studios. And uh, before they became Clover. So, it was, they were just Capcom then. Then Capcom developed them into Clover. And then they left, and those guys made Platinum. So yeah. the guys that made Wonderful 101 made Beautiful Joe. You can oh, see yeah. the influences all over it. And Beautiful Joe is one of the, the best game. beat-em-up games you could ever play. So, so That's another fun. game to come back to Switch. Hell yeah. So much personality in that game. And it's it's so fun. I I, I want to play the second one. I haven't got around to it yet, but I, I played the first one a few years ago, and I loved it enough that it still stays in my list. It's so good. Mm. Fucking nice. Yeah, great choice by me and me and Sean. We're really cool. High five. Yeah. All right, number... Oh, that was the worst thing we've ever done. Number 78. Pokemon Pinball, the original one for Game Boy. Color? Or both? Both, actually. Uh, number 39 on my list, and 100... Seiji, what's going on, buddy? Why so low? Um, lots of new games in my list. <laughs> yeah, this game is great. I have so much warm nostalgia. My first time playing this was on an emulator in like grade 10. And I would sit at my fucking computer because I was at like the peak of Pokemon. Well, I still love Pokemon, actually. What am I saying? But I was like, I was really fucking into Pokemon. I was probably still drawing Pokemon comics at that point. And uh, I love this game. And I remember it had the Japanese theme. Uh, jingle in it as one of the stages which I, I love that opening and oh man it was so fun catching them I think this came out before gold and silver did so I was like starving for more Pokemon at this point what, what do you what do you like about the game CD I like generally uh, pinball games but they they tend to be 
like low rep kind of games. Yeah, and at the time I really liked Pokemon and both Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Pimple would be games that I wouldn't I wouldn't have bought and spent money on a game about taking pictures Agreed. or a pinball game for a console <laughs> because they were using the franchise like they did a really good job integrating those concepts and it's a really fun game like fun in the sense of like it's silly fun yes number 82 and number two in my list the last guardian I've been trying to get Shelby to play it forever. Uh, actually, I want everybody to play it. No one's playing it. It's it's uh, it was called a flawed masterpiece by some review, and uh, I agree because there is some there is some error issues with the game, but nothing to detract from the overall feeling. Uh, no game has made me cry. In my, nothing actually has made me cry multiple times in my life as an adult, at least as much as this game did. And that's not all bad crying either. That's like oh, I love this. Uh, yeah, I love it. I, I really bonded with Trico, and uh, I fucking love this game, man. I, I love it so much, and I really, really wish more people would play it. It's it's incredible. Fuck. So good. So it's a beautiful game. Let me mention something before we continue. So up to this point, some games were just uh, one-vote games with BB points, and that was the last one. From here on on, all of the games are going to be consensus games. Oh! Last solo game. Uh, and I put five points on that one. Number 76. In the N64 GoldenEye 007. This was number 31 on my list and number 90 on uh, Shelby's list. And this was, uh, I put it on mine for um, nostalgia effect, you know. I played a ton of this in high school with my friends. Uh, we would sit around uh, almost every weekend and just... Uh, bang out at each other on GoldenEye four-player co-op. It was great. I watched a friend of mine uh, electrocute himself by sticking his finger in a, an open port in his computer and shooting himself across the room um, okay, he didn't while we were playing across. GoldenEye. No well, he, said, well no, he, he, he sort of jumped back from <laughs> okay. it. Yeah. Um, in my head, it's much more dramatic. I like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's on the list. Now, if I had given in to recency bias, this probably would have been one of the games to get dropped. Um, there's a lot of games on my list. I got to book 20 based on things that I, I, was like, I was like, these are games that I really enjoy. Uh, and then everything after that was sort of, uh, uh, okay, this can go on there. Um, <laughs> so I, I definitely, the argument could have been made for me to, to swap this up for something else, I think. Like Wonderful 101. Yeah, or Beautiful Joe yeah. could have gone higher. Or yeah. <laughs> Shelby's on your list too, right? Yep. How do you feel about it? Uh, it's mostly a nostalgia thing for me too. I played it a lot when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um uh, still yep um i don't know it's just it's also uh one of the first games we played that had cheats in it or that you could go in and kind of like mess with things so like one of the things we always had on was um dk mode which every one of the characters had like a giant head and they (laughs) stuff like that and anyway yeah you ever play slaps only uh, no. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> oh, All right, number 75 on the list, number 20 of mine is uh Super Mario Land 2 Six Golden Coins. That was a, this was a political one because I like Seiji. Yeah. I'll add uh the, a game that comes up later if you <laughs> make sure this is in your list. <laughs> yeah. Because it 
it's underrated. This game is awesome. I love it. Is. I, re I played it uh, when I was younger. Uh, I never owned it. I must have borrowed it or something. I played it again as a young adult, uh, like in early 20s. And then I played it again like last year. No, then I, I bought it physically when I first started collecting. It was at a yard sale or something. So I bought it and played it then. And then I played it again on my 3DS last year. I love this game. It's, it's short. It's fun. Uh, it, it represents Mario on Game Boy, the original Game Boy, so well. It, it takes, like, unlike the first one, which looks like Mario Bros. 1 kind of, one looks more like Mario World. It introduces Wario, which people love or hate. Uh, and there would be no Waluigi without Wario, so... Uh, and the gameplay is it's just a really good game. Like, I, I just, I couldn't believe it wasn't in more people's list, but I, I love I love it. Did you ever, how far, how much did you wind up playing, Sadie? Not a lot. I've never owned this game. <laughs> I've played it whenever, you know, when we were kids and people will bring their Game Boys and a bunch of games and then there will be like a little pile of games and you'll try it. That That's how <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like tried this game. And I always liked it a lot and always wanted to own it. Um, so I have really fond memories and I played it on emulator also like later on I probably didn't yeah. play more than a couple of hours uh, but it's really surprising if you compare like Super Mario Land which is really yeah. bare bones a lot of compromises being done in there with with attack it looks really yeah. well like sprites are large and yeah it looks more like Super Mario World yeah love that game I didn't know we could add games to our list if we just watched a let's play of it that's uh, that's cool <laughs> <laughs> All right, speak of Let's Plays. Yeah, number 74. This game is so good, I bought it and completed it twice. By uh, watching it? Is, no, I, I played it. It is Captain Toad <laughs> Treasure Tracker uh, on the Wii U and the Nintendo Switch. It's number 58 on my list, and it also was number 60 on Seiji's list. Um, yes. And I didn't have to beg him to put it on to make it uh, get on there. So he, he actually generally oh, liked this. Get out of here. You you knew this is this shit has been happening since the last list. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Sometimes games just aren't good enough to make the list. And you have to beg other people to, to watch a YouTube clip of it and then say that they enjoyed it and put it on there. <laughs> some, so cool. some people are stupid and forget to put great games on their list. Sean. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is a, an amazing puzzle game. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's a 3D perspective, and you can't jump. It's so good. Like I said, I bought it on, on both the Wii U and the Switch and completed it in both. And um, on the Wii U, my entire family completed it at the time. And on the Switch, um, uh, I, I beat it again. And then my mother also played through it, and she yeah. really enjoyed it. It's What's just a great, great game. I have both, um, and I played the, the, on Wii U. But I, and I will play it on Switch at some point, but I haven't. Uh, what is what is the difference? I don't remember there being um, find the Pixel Toad uh, okay. in the Wii U built in. I think it was strictly a uh, a DLC aspect, and there right. was some uh, Mario Odyssey levels that were added to the Switch. Uh, it was an Amiibo thing in the Wii U. Yeah, right, right. That's what it was. Yeah, um, and yeah. So anyway, Seiji, obviously you, you played this and enjoyed it too. I loved this game. Yes, and same as you. Like. I think I bought it digitally for the Wii U to play, and I also have a sealed copy of it on my Wii U collection. That's how much I love it. This game has everything that I like. It, it's a puzzle game. It's a quirky, fun, silly game that makes you happy. Next up, we have number 73. Uh, which is another game that appeared uh, super high, well, not super high, mid-range mid high on my list. Um, and this one wouldn't have been bumped uh, for anything else. 
and it's uh, it's until dawn on the PlayStation Four. Oh, yeah. uh, and I have it at fifty three, and Rob has it at sixty five. And this is uh, it. It plays out like a movie where you have to use quick time events to make decisions. And I actually played this um, with uh, my ex wife, and I had her holding the controller because she wasn't as familiar with the buttons as I was, the face buttons. So it. The, the, there's always a, a time limit to how long you have to press the buttons and if you press the wrong button it screws things up so it added like an extra layer of stress to the whole situation for us um <laughs> which is really playing too yeah that would be insane um, but it was really fun uh i think rami malik is in this uh the actor yeah. and uh he does a fantastic job the whole the whole game actors, is, is yeah. incredible yeah i uh, really enjoyed it really well done and uh definitely recommend it and i would play it again um but much further down the road, um, because uh, it's one of those games where you, you once you know what happens, yeah, it's it's really good. I played it because uh, I I wanted to one up uh, the way Sean played it. I played mine in an actual bin in Mineshaft uh, with the controller upside down, <laughs> <laughs> and Megan had to put her arms around mine in order for me to play it. So I, you know, I'm not just saying that my way of playing it was better than Sean's. Just a, it, made, it made the game better. This game was number 233 in our old list. So I just want to point out oh, that huge jump. Probably just my list. I was just wondering which one of the many uh, mine sh- abandoned mine shafts in your province did you use? Uh, I wanted <laughs> one of the older ones. There's none. You don't have any mines. I, I, went, I, went, I went, I went, I province jumped. I went to the right place. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh oh. At number 72. Fifty-seven on my list and sixty-one in Rob's list. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think because uh, I had a lot of fun playing it with one of my friends. Like not playing it with him, but we kind of got it at the same time. So it was just kind of uh, going through it and you know, kind of discussing like how far we got and like just just all that all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, got good memories with that friend with this game, and we also just really like how uh, sassy Bayonetta is. Block off, Featherface. Yeah. I love this game, too. It's awesome. Uh, I I think I lent my copy to, to a friend of the show, Jordan, and I think she might still have it. She may have brought it back to me at some point. Uh, and I repurchased it on Switch. Uh, and yeah, Bandit is awesome. What a great, great game. Awesome character. Platinum, once again, they make fucking awesome games. And I'm really looking forward to Bandit 3. Next up. So we have 71 Dragon Age Origins, um, 31 in my list, and 86 in Sean's list. Yeah, uh, this was a game I played a lot in college. Uh, it was like one of those games that you just buy it and then you, you have to plan. You're just like, all right, I'm going to buy this game and it has to last me for this amount of hours. So you definitely try to get as much as you can out of it. And there's a lot to do. Yeah. It was my reintroduction to Bioware games. Mm-hmm. Um, I had played KOTOR and years and years and years ago and uh then didn't really see anything they did or touch anything they did and i got this when they came out with the uh the ultimate edition it was the dragon age origins ultimate edition ps3 that had uh, origins and awakenings in one package and all the dlc and like you said it was definitely a hey i need i need something to kill 300 hours oh this will do (laughs) (laughs) yeah tons and tons of fun with that 
And next up, we have number 75 on the list. Uh, which was 38 on mine and 77 on Rob's. And this is uh, by Yacht Club Games, Shovel Knight. Woohoo! Uh, so for a lot of people, this isn't the case. But for me, Shovel Knight was the first game when I was like, oh, you know what? Indie games can be good. <laughs> um, and I loved it. I enjoyed it so much. There is a, a, a function where you can press down and Shovel Knight bends his knees. And then when you let go, he stands up. And the only service, uh, purpose it serves is to dance to the music. Um, and I have spent time just dancing to the music it's it's a beautiful art style beautiful gameplay the controls are so good and uh the music is incredible and still shovel knight definitely deserves to be on any top 100 list hell yeah shovel knight is amazing it's one of the few games that i've actually played dlc for i went through and played plague knight also great well was this a cartridge club game it was right uh it was a cartridge club game yeah and we also interviewed blood one of the four. Um, so you kind of you interviewed who Ian Flood. Oh, cool. He's one of the developers for the game. Um, yeah, it was a it was a club game. It is so much fun. It really, if you haven't played it, and they're still putting out content for it. This yeah. game came out in like 2015 or something, and Earlier, they're still, still, yeah, probably still today uh, releasing content. There's Plague Knight, there's Spectre Knight, and King Knight is coming, mm-hmm. um, and it's all free content if you if you bought any of the the full versions of it since it was released. And so it's on there are people who it is there literally on everything. Number 69. Final Fantasy 15. I thought this would have been on Shelby's list, but... Uh, I don't know why it's not. I think I might have just forgotten about it. Would have been higher than even, because I know Shelby would have included it. She liked it. Yeah, I really like that game. What the hell? I was probably drunk. I was I'm pretty sure I was drunk both times <laughs> yeah, I made my part. lists. It must have been. Shelby, the only time she drank in her life is when she's making the list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, oh, God. <laughs> what, where do you think it would have fallen on your list? Uh, Probably, like, 20s or 30s, nice. I think. Yeah, it's great, right? Yeah. Uh, another game that made me cry. I think 2016 was the year I, I, I shed the most tears of video games. It was also the year I played Walking Dead Season 2. So it must have just broke the uh, floodgates for old Rob. But I, I love this game. And I know it gets a lot of hate, a lot of flack. And I, I really want to hear your, your reasons from, from you too, Sean. Uh, but uh, yeah, I really I thought when I first saw it, I was like, all right, I'll be fine with this just being a boy band simulator or whatever. I can get over that. Uh, but it's not like that at all. Noctis is not nearly his emo crybaby as he looks like he is. From like the trailers and shit, he's a great character. Uh, lots of cool stuff goes is happening. Great music. Uh, I like driving my car around, and lots of secrets. Just a great game. What do you think, Sean? Uh, this is yeah, really, really well put together game. I have a few minor gripes with it. Um, I I actually prefer the linear portions of it way more to the open world portion of it. Um, I yeah, could have done with that completely. Good. <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, but I loved the group. Um, I loved how Gladiolus kept offering to take his shirt off. Um, <laughs> I forgot like, about that. Holy shit. It was awesome. Like, don't you, I think we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Was, and I'm just remembering your like, impression of it. Yeah, that's right, man. It's so hot. Why don't you take off your shirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's up next. Number 68.
is Clash Royale. I'm really surprised that this game is so high up. It's number 56 on left's list and it's number 57 on my list. And um, it's a mobile game. If you haven't played it, I mean, you, you can play this for free and, and it's one of the games that um, you, you can get the full experience really, really early on. It's like a MOBA, but it plays like a tower defense game. You place your units and the timing is really important. I think it touches on a lot of really right things for a mobile game. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I measure with a lot is if I can give a game to my wife because she's not a gamer, but she will play some games that uh, she finds easy and appealing to play and get really into it. And this was one of the games that, that she did. And I was really surprised because I thought, well, this is like a com competitive uh, game that requires a lot of timing, that requires a lot of in investment in terms of learning the the mechanics and i was really surprised that she got really really into it and it's also it's free to play and it uses all the uh the techniques that we use in a really pleasant uh non-intrusive way and i love it for that i played it too good game good i mean more than you'd expect i was kind of surprised by how fun it was number 67 Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. You know, it's funny how it's called Super Mario World 2. I don't, I don't really consider it that. This game is, is its own unique franchise or gameplay-wise its own thing. It was number 42 on left's list and it's number 68 on my list. It used to be number 43 and it dropped almost 30 places. I fucking hated it. That part of it. Big game, though. <laughs> Uh, next up is number 71 on the list, and I actually read this a few games back, and it made me think of two games that are not on my list that I really wish were, um, and now I'm regretting my whole list and I want to redo the whole thing, but... <laughs> it is Octopath Traveler from the Nintendo Switch, uh, and I think PC now. Um, it was number 10 on my list, and it is number 97 on Rob's list. Woo! And it is a love letter to classic Square turn-based RPGs. Um, but I enjoy it, I think, more than others because I played this on deployment with no guides, no walkthroughs, no access to internet to look things up. And everything I found was 100% on my own. Nice. Um, I came up with theories on my own, and they played out to be correct or not correct and more importantly uh, after the fact when I watched all of the reviews and read the reviews in the game they all mentioned that you know there's eight individual stories that play out and nothing that ties them together and it turns out they're all completely wrong there's um, another ending isn't it if you do it right, yeah so there is there is uh, all of the eight stories are in fact tied together uh, it just requires you to uh, explore the game a little bit and uh, there are a couple of side quests that end up leading you to the the true ending um and that for me made the game so much better because as i was playing it i was in my head going this has to be connected to this and this has to be connected to this and it turns out i was right uh and i don't understand like every review says there's nothing that connects and they're they're like they are all literally wrong so i don't know did none of the reviewers just complete the game or what i don't know uh, but mark recently played through it and mrs q dogs playing through it and rob it's also on your list at 97 I mean, so uh 
Uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I uh, definitely did not get the other ending. I did know about it though. Um, right. Unlike, I guess, a lot of the reviewers, it's a big investment to get it. Um, I don't think I wound up looking up the endings. I thought maybe I might go back and play it again, so I didn't bother. But uh, I, I loved it, and it's a, it's a really great game. I'm curious, yeah. Sean, who did you start with? Who is your main character, so to speak? I started. So the names of the characters spell out Octopath. Oh, um, I did not know and, that. That's cool. Yeah. So I started with the first O, Ophelia, uh, and okay. the main reason I did was. Uh, I did know that the, your main character could not leave your party until uh, you completed their chapter four story. Each character has four chapters. So I thought to myself, which one of the classes am I going to want in my party at all times? And the answer is the healer. So uh, Ophelia also happened to be the healer. So I put her in first. And then I collected the group uh, in order of the word Octopath. Oh, I got Cyrus okay. next and then Tressa and then um, Oberon or yeah, Oberon and then uh, Primrose. Alfin, uh, Therion, and Ashley Hanit. I started. I love with, this game. I started with Tressa. Uh, Mark started with Therion. Yeah, Tressa's a good one uh, too. I like. She's so much fun. In mind when I got the advanced classes, but uh, we probably shouldn't uh, go on forever about it. Number 65 is Super Punch-Out. It used to be number 34. It's number 28 on left's list and it's number 75 on my list. This is my favorite game in the Punch-Out series and what I like the most, I guess, is the, the sprite design in this one. Like, there's they're huge sprites and, and there's something about the animation that makes it feel a little bit sticky, but it's also like you're punching like a cushion or something. It, it's a, it's a, it has a very unique kinesthetic feel i guess that's something that i that i really enjoy about it the the character design is really good the gameplay is fantastic so it's a punch out and, and i like all the new uh the new mechanics with the with, with the power meter and all this um it's just game that sometimes i just play it because i want to feel it it just feels really good to play it and to punch the characters in this game uh next up resident evil hd remaster 64 Resident Evil, uh, Resident Evil <laughs> HD oh Remaster. <laughs> Resident Evil is one of the best games of all time. Uh, and the, the HD Remaster just turns it up to 11. Uh, it makes everything better. The graphics, the it takes away some of the silly dialogue. And uh, it plays so much smoother. It's such a better experience. And you definitely, if you're going to jump into the Resident Evil series, this is the one to start with. Uh, so it's really funny. I like the Resident Evil series a lot, which, of course, why this game's in my list. I did play this game this year. Uh, I wanted to play it in preparation for playing two, which I haven't got around to doing yet. Um, but my order of, of Resident Evil went like seven, four, and now one. So I'm all over the place. But yes, yeah, this, this is a really great game and, and a really fun way to introduce yourself to it. I needed a walkthrough, though. This game is brutal. I don't know. I don't know how people play it. I'm too stressed because you have to You only have a limited amount of saves. And I can't. That stresses me out way too much. And uh, so I used a walkthrough. Great game, though. Number 63 is Mega Man 2. Number 12 on left's list and number 89 on my list. It used to be number 19. 
so he dropped like 49 spots um <laughs> so i think that on the nes there's like six Mega Man games and i'm not super fond of all of them i i sort of play them but because they look very very similar like it's really hard for me to tell which one is which um but to me Mega Man 2 stands out a lot because of its music Yep, that's probably strictly why it is my favorite game in the <laughs> NES era, from the NES era. Um, also, when I was like younger and, and when I was in university, I used to listen a lot to like cover bands like uh, Mini Bosses. Uh, yeah, I think they, they had a great uh, medley of Mega Man 2, and I used to listen to that over and over and over again. So, um, I, I don't know, I really like the music. I like the music, the original tracks, and I like all the covers that I... That I uh, that I listened of from Mega Man Two because they're so good. So yeah, I still listen to Dwayne and Brando's cover of Mega Man Two, um, which is definitely not for everybody, but it's a fun fun time. Cool. Uh, number sixty-two on the list is uh, Dual Destinies from Phoenix Wright. Um, which one's that yeah. in order? What? Which one is that? Is that number three? Number five. Number, number five. five. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's number five on my list and 96 on Sagey's list. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was in the list last year, so I don't want to drone on too much about it. But it was just um, uh, really nice uh, because I had played uh, the trilogy and things, I think, towards like uh, end of high school and sort of beginning of of college type thing and then I got all caught up and then uh, didn't seem like there was going to be another game coming out uh, but then they were just like yeah release some Dual Destinies and I was like oh my god uh, so yeah it's good good stuff it was nice to come back to it and sad there was no actually no I'm not going to spoil that whoops don't spoil anything yep <laughs> and you have on your list too right CD? oh yeah yeah I really like the, the, the newer games too um, I'll I'll talk a little bit more about this on uh, soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number sixty-one is Street Fighter Two number 54 on the left list and number 46 in my list and it's so high up in my list because i just consider it to be one of the all-time classics in video game history there's a lot of street fighter games maybe a lot of them are better than this one but this one in terms of identity in terms of impact it's so unique that i feel it deserves its spot it needed to be there Number 60, Super Mario Brothers. This is number 87 politically on, on Rob's list and number 12 on my list. This is the, the exchange that we did, uh, that we mentioned yeah. <laughs> earlier. Um, but you see, I, I'm willing to do anything to get this game in the list because I just think that Super Mario Brothers is the most influential game of all time. If you can point to a point in history, the history of video games anyway, where things changed dramatically 
in terms of the, the business of video games, in terms of technology and gameplay, and everything converges into that point. And I think it is Super Mario Brothers. And regardless if, you know, the formula has gotten better or anything, I just think this game has a lot of merit in, in that sense. It's, it's one of the first games I ever played, uh, so I definitely have a soft spot for it. It's just there's so many good Mario games. It's the only reason why I wasn't considering it on my list earlier, but it was a good trade, a worth trade. You know, you have the naysayers out there who's like, oh, let's watch a Let's Play, but, you know, <laughs> I have I have played this game quite a bit. It's, good. it's a really good game. It's just that most of its sequels are better. But, uh, you know, its history is, is important, not one that I would want to ignore. So I'm glad that it's on the list. Number 59. Phoenix Wright is attorney, spirit of justice. What? What? Number six in the franchise is the latest game to come out in North America. Am I wrong, Shelby? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, no, you're good. You're good. So, I, I think that if you're going in order as I did, and you're playing, you know, one to four, and then you you make the jump to the 3D era, um, the games are, in terms of quality, I think they're much better. Even though I, I thought I was not going to like it because I personally prefer 2D sprites over 3D graphics. Um, but it's not only the changing graphics, but the polish level... And all the thought, like it seems like it's just much more dynamic and more involved, and and it just feels like a higher quality product. And um, that's what I like about five specifically. But then when it got to six, like I I thought that they did the same, but for the cases and the the connection within the stories and the usage of the whole roster of characters, and then the DLC cases, and and it is just like fantastic and. Um, Shelby and I do have our, our big disagreement in terms <laughs> of how we appreciate the, the franchise and I think it is in this game but um, I played politics and I, I think I played the politics right on this one and I just I, I just love this game and, and I, I wanted to have it in there so it's there uh, I just want to say in general, I didn't play politics in my list at all because <laughs> everyone, I, I don't think I was going to appear for this episode uh, and then I did. Uh, so it was a lot of wild. Shelby appears. People yeah. will be happy. People like yeah. Shelby. Yeah. So anyway, good yeah, hustle. It's not that I don't like Spirit of Justice. It's just I like five more. That's all. <laughs> a lot of good memories. The fifty-eight was uh, Luigi's Mansion. It's, I think. One I, and I might have mentioned this before on this show, um, but some of the best memories I have of this game are playing it at a McDonald's when they used to have like um, <laughs> no, they used to have like the N sixty four later on like the GameCube setups there. So McDonald's, a few games man. tied to that, but this one I remember a lot mostly because of that. Yeah, it's funny. I like that. Yeah, seventy in my list yeah. and twenty four and Sages. Yeah, I'm really excited about Luigi's Mansion three. Really looking forward to it. I love the series. It's really very, very unique. And it's a survival horror for me. So I don't want to mention that. That's right. <laughs> 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 I can throw back. <laughs> Number 
This is the the new God of War. Uh, it's 13 on my list. It's new. What? How did that not uh, make my list? Uh, but, you were um, too busy uh, making deals with Seiji to add games you don't actually like. Maybe I thought it was the first God of War you guys had up there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep going, Shelby. It's a great game. Fuck, fuck me. I don't know. I really like this game. Um, there was a, a time uh, where like, I started just fizzling out on games where I wasn't really having a whole lot of fun playing them and this was the kind of before that I guess so it was like before that little era of gaming dark dark times the dark ages of gaming <laughs> um, my cousin lent it to me so I didn't have to buy it that was also kind of nice I think a lot of uh, the, the dark ages were also caused by not like you know spending money on, on higher priority things which might yeah. seem like weird to, to people who do gaming podcasts and have to talk about games all the time no. but it's fine um yeah uh i definitely i just i gotta want to touch on that for a second because i definitely get that um the the new games that are coming out my hype dies uh based on whether on the funds that i have available so it's like yeah um if i know like okay i I, i'm not going to be able to buy this or i can only buy one game for the next month or the next two months and I have to start prioritizing. It really puts a damper on games that I was otherwise excited for. Like Link's Awakening is a victim of that. I didn't buy that Fuck game good. that I was initially excited for because I just can't afford it, right? So mm-hmm. it's like yeah. I definitely get that uh, that sort of ennui that you, you feel from or the, the hype drain from uh, from having to decide. So it's it's cool when somebody can give you a game to, to play for free. Yeah, super helpful. Um, did you have anything to say about uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm not finished yet. I'm uh, I don't know how far in I am. Um, oh. I'm a decent decent way, but it's I, I, it is so good that the amount I have played, I know that it's one of those games that I'm going to oh, play forever. Enjoy play of the rest oh, of it. Boy. Or, oh boy, uh, you know, you've no, I'm probably gonna. And... I'm gonna finish it. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna beat it. Yeah, it's <laughs> really for, just to jump in there because I'm a fucking idiot for not putting it in mind. The game is fantastic and, and definitely would have been a lot higher on our list if I uh, wasn't too busy trying to make deals to uh, bring in uh, Mario games. Yeah. What was the game that you squeezed in here that uh, I think I just forgot caused God of War to drop? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think I saw it on your list, and even until right now, I assumed that you meant the PS1. Or PS2, oh, six sorry. golden coins. That's right. You would have been on your oh, list. No, uh, six, gold coins six golden coins is incredible game, and I stand by that decision. <laughs> <laughs> Number next. Sorry. Uh, so next one is a game that I had a lot of fun with. Um, Fifty six. It's Detroit Become yeah. Human. Uh, so it's six in my list. It's pretty high. Um, I got really attached to it. Um, I really like the kind of super um, narrative and like heavy uh, moral dilemma kind of games. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like that kind of thing. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. I love this game. Uh, yeah, number eighty-two. Mine. Uh, lots of lots of cool characters in it. Lots of robo gore. Uh, if that's your thing. And uh, I, I'm a big sucker for sci-fi settings, and this is very like clean, kind of high sci-fi, despite you know all the themes and stuff going on in it. I, I don't like seeing things be subjugated, so it made me feel a lot of conflicting emotions while playing it. But you know, you're rooting for the people that you're playing as and working with, and uh, it's just it's awesome. Some of it's predictable, some of it's not. There's a lot of like uh, this whole story tree thing. It's really really cool. We talked about it before, anyways, but it's an awesome game. 
next we have number 55 on the list. Fifteen on mine and seventy-two on Rob's, and that is the Blizzard Smash Hit Overwatch. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I hate first-person shooters and I hate competitive online games. This is both of those things, <laughs> and it grabbed me so hard that I could have pressed charges. It, uh, oh. It's so good, so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, like assault charges, like because no, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it uh, it's incredible. Like I. Uh, I, I played it online with uh, a lot of friends, uh, the Q-Dogs and uh, Musty and, and a ton of people fitting that. We just tons and tons of hours into it. And the, the PvE element of it is so good, and it's not full-time. And What about you, Rob? It's on your list. What do you think of it? I love this game, and, and I, I even played it. I still play it, actually. I think the last time I played it was like a, week, a couple of weeks ago, but constantly updated the game. It's super fun. Um, it's it's I think it's casual-friendly as well as competitive friendly i don't play competitive i just play quick play i usually play widowmaker have a lot of fun maybe i eat a couple edibles before i play it to enhance my skill uh as i see it and uh yeah it's a really like like cooked hearty durians is that what you're talking about yeah sure just some delicious those are, cookies those are from those are from another game oh are they <laughs> I wouldn't know. yes what game uh we'll talk about it uh much later Ooh, on no, okay, cool. no, no. <laughs> First <out of> one. <laughs> okay, what's next? Is number fifty-four is Splatoon. Um it's number 56 on P1's list and number 29 on my list is the first one. I I like the sequel too, but and I do think it is a true sequel, but I don't know. I just like the the original one the best in terms of of defining the the franchise still. No, I oh, I'm the same way. I I I enjoyed the sequel quite a bit, but I whether it was just because of travel and stuff going on with my life that I didn't get as much time with it as I did with the first one, but I was like, I was all in on the first one, big time. Uh, I was playing the Splatfests on the weekends. I uh, put a lot of hours into it, played through the single player campaign, mm -hmm. and really fell in love with the franchise with this entry. So, um, yeah, great. that's why number one made my list and, and not number two. But I like you, Seiji, I do. I know a lot of people will say that number two isn't a true sequel and that it's more of a, a rehashing just for the Switch, but I do think it is different enough that there is a, it is a true sequel. Mm -hmm. Is it on both your list? Or do you say only this one? No, I didn't put number two on my list. I just, I didn't, due to life, I didn't have as yeah. I'm with it. My daughter played a ton of it. She, uh, she went through Splatoon 2 and still plays it. When she got her Switch, it was the only game she had for like two months. <laughs> And didn't even ask for any other games. It was just like, no, nah, I got Splatoon. I'm good. Uh, 53. We got Animal Crossing New Leaf. Uh, 3DS, pretty freaking sweet. Uh, number 20 on my list and 65 on Seiji's. Um, 
probably mentioned last time we did this because I think it was on my list from last time too and it was uh, I guess a sort of similar Dragon Age type of situation uh, in college um, definitely played it with uh, the last year of college I was in a, uh, I was living in a house with like five other people that were like in the same kind of class or in the same kind of uh, or classes I guess uh, as I was and uh, Jordan was one of those people and we definitely all played uh, Animal Crossing uh, a lot uh, together so real nice it's a good time next number 52 is Batman Arkham Asylum this was 22 on my list and 60 on Shelby's because she has impeccable taste uh, <laughs> it is in my opinion the best of the Arkham games uh, because it's it it is more linear it is a more tightly woven story whereas the other ones I found uh just became these sprawling open world messes like The Witcher 3. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic. It's uh, If you have ever wanted to feel like Batman, this is the game that will let you do it. Why would you want to feel like Batman when you could feel like any other better hero? Ooh. Why? Well, Batman's rich, so I would just like to so once feel start, rich. And you have better armor, better powers, you're a better universe. You just can't rich. name a single game that it stars Iron Man that is better than Arkham Asylum, including correct. upcoming games. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shelby, did you want to talk about Batman? Uh, no, it was fun. It was really satisfying punching people in that game. Next is number 51, and this was number 62 on my list, 67 on Sage's list, and 79 on Rob's list. Oh my goodness, did we all love this game. On the Super Nintendo, the Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars by Squaresoft. Uh, this is a turn-based RPG in the, in the Nintendo universe made by the guys who do the best turn-based RPGs. It's, uh, it's a game that is the birth of the Paper Mario franchise. I think it, was, it became a spin-off of this. Mm-hmm. And the uh, awesome Mario Luigi series. Yes, that's right. And it is a fantastic Fantastic entry to that world, and it's a it's a staple. Yeah, no disagreements here. I love this game. We had a whole episode of this one, actually. So, you know, feel free to listen to it. All right, and last one for this episode. Okay, so number 50 uh, is the Western game that captured the hearts of so many by... Rockstar uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, it was number 36 on my list, number 45 on Shelby's. Uh, this made my list because I played Vice City and loved it and then didn't touch a Rockstar game after that until Red Dead um, because none of them interested me. And Red Dead came out and I had just gotten a PS3 back. I had just left, uh, finished basic training uh, for, the, for the military and I got this game and it was just like I would spend weekends just like riding the horse in the countryside hunting. I, I was so into this game. I loved it so much. I had been off for a week for some reason. That may have been vacation. And I played this every day for a week straight, like eight hours a day. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And I have not yet played the sequel, uh, but I will. Well, 
uh, there's no way in hell we're going to finish this list today, obviously. Um, I think we we should leave it. I mean, we got through 50 and a bunch of gags and shit at the beginning. That's not bad for us. We moved pretty well today. Because last year, this time, I think we were like through 20 of them. Or not last year, but last uh, BB100. So I think uh, we're pretty great. We're a bunch of great people. Um, what are you, what are you guys cool with this? With uh, continuing next episode? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I love doing these lists. I love talking about it and revisiting all these games and, and remembering the ones I haven't played in a while and seeing the surprise on everybody's face when they realized that they did not put a game in the list that they thought they should have, such as um, God of War Water 101. and Water <laughs> 101. <laughs> so, you know, just know that this list, even even perfect lists like this kind of mistakes. Also, a really fun thing, which we'll do at the, probably at the end of the, uh, the next one, is all the stats that Seiji has, all the breakdowns. It's insane. He has pie charts. <laughs> pie charts everybody it's like they're great i love all these breakdowns and uh, i really want to go through those at some point too but uh we'll see how far we get next time and and uh thank you for listening 200 episodes you know uh we've we've since slowed the pacing out a bit so it's not like uh <laughs> not like two a week and a bunch of other shit going on but uh yeah 200 main episodes of of just a bunch of randos talking together and some people still listen so that's pretty cool so thank you to anybody out there who still listens to our, our show and aren't actually a listener, but then become part of the show, thus taking from our listener pool and actually making it even smaller. So that might be done like three listeners now. <laughs> I still listen. I download <laughs> stagey episodes. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, oh, do you want to plug anything there, Sean? No, no. Uh, super excited to be here. Really, like, I just tweeted that I'm super, like, I regret my list entirely. I, I have so many <laughs> games that I'm like, Oh man, like even like Goldeneye, I added it there because I had a ton of fun playing it as a kid. But I'm thinking to myself, I definitely liked Battle Chasers way more. <laughs> and I probably didn't. I probably didn't. Uh, I was just like, yeah, I want Wonderful 101 to be on there. I want Dark Siders to be on there. Basically, anything Joe Madeira worked on because his art style is fantastic. So, um, really, you need to, for BB300, you're really going to put more effort into this one that one way more effort yeah way more effort <laughs> i'm gonna take shelby's advice i'm just gonna get hammered and uh put together put together yeah. a list shelby's a lot more fun when she's hammered for sure she's much cooler yep her taste in games go right up mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome uh all right well th- thanks again everybody for supporting us uh through your listens and uh Cartridge club is a great community we're still part of it and uh, so, you know, definitely go there and check it out. But if you're listening, you probably already know about it because most of our listeners probably come from it. Oh, and uh, shout out to Sundary J and uh, uh, BBQ Crew. I know that they, they, they listen to every episode. I can't say really say that for anyone else. I mean, I know we have long-time listeners and stuff, but those two have been listening. And they used to badger me to start a show. So, yeah, thanks for listening to both of you guys. And uh, you'll be happy to see at least Shelby's. So I know that the people have been asking. Here we are. So thanks for listening. This is Rob. Sean. Shelby. And Seiji. Thanks for listening to the Arse.